popcorn for dinner this is jeff and kelly may is musicals month yeah. here on popcorn for dinner <laughs> i'm so excited oh man the first uh, the first month of musicals we've done we did grease way back when mm-hmm. uh, i believe that was the only other musical we've done up to this point yeah uh so <clears throat> bit of a thing here like i i have definitely mentioned before that musicals are not quite <laughs> my thing and not even in a like hate kind of way yeah sometimes with certain things i get i have a very short patience for certain <laughs> things that musicals love to indulge in mm-hmm. so it's it's just like a bad recipe <laughs> um but i mean it, it's not to say that they can't you know impress me or win me over or anything like that mm-hmm. it's just that chances are the ones that i enjoy are not the ones that the musical world enjoys yes because i seem to be on the wrong side of that i enjoy musicals wrong i guess yes as in <laughs> la la land yeah i was like finally a musical <laughs> i understand and everyone's like that was crap garbage and it's yeah. like oh oh no <laughs> like that was musicals for idiots who don't know musicals like oh crap i'm one of those idiots <laughs> uh it's yeah so it's like uh it's a sort of shortcoming that I'm at least aware of. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, what does it say about me that I also really enjoyed La La Land? Mm. But there are some musicals that I do still enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, before this episode turns into an episode about La La Land, uh, I'll just say, like, there was something incredibly uh, mainstream about that one, I feel, that, that mm. sort of uh, didn't do some of the things that <laughs> that musicals do that I feel maybe is a little more to that crowd. It's it's the sellout version. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It is a musical selling out. Exactly. All Perfect. Right, got um it. so if that's a musical selling out then I guess like this is like a uh, an old Vinyl like rock record. band. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like an old school kind of thing. Not as old school as uh some could have been like i know this is sort of more the like end of the era of musicals Mm -hmm. this isn't like right in the heyday of like fuck musicals every week yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know i know that they were dying down by the point of this movie more so but Mm -hmm. it's still way closer to the heyday of musicals than any other musical i think i've probably ever seen other than like the Wizard, Wizard of, of Oz. Oz. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That kind of <laughs> that is That is the only like exception to all of the talk about musicals. True. And and there's something very specific about it that oh, I, it comes up in this movie for me as well, is that those songs are good. Those mm-hmm. songs are good songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somewhere Over the Rainbow is beautiful. Yeah. And to me, so many musicals fall into the trap of like, it's, it's a musical, so you got to get the point across and you got to get like the character thoughts out in, Mm -hmm. in a blunt enough way so that the audience, so that the backseat audience can tell what you're talking about, (laughs) you know, and there's this kind of, there's, there's essentially no room for subtlety at all Yeah, in a musical. And, and the music I feel suffers for that sometimes where it's like, just make a, make a, make a hit, make a, make a bop, (laughs) make something that really fucking like, yeah. And it feels like they always fall back on like, sort of sing talking mm-hmm. you know like rarely is there a great melody yeah in any of this music i wrote at one point i was so surprised i was like this movie is so well regarded and it's such a historical thing and these songs are so tuneless yeah. 
They're just sort of meandering like, and then I said a thing and there was something else. And it's like, what is this? There's no, there's nothing to hum along to or like get into. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, it would be like having a musical where all of the music is done by the B-52. <laughs> or like Bill Shatner or something. <laughs> where it's like, you're not even singing. Like. <laughs> Oh, man. But um, before we get too carried away in all of that talk, we may as well introduce the movie that starts off Musicals Month. <clears throat> Easily the oldest movie we've had on our uh, on our show. But the, the movie <clears throat> that we are talking about is the 1957 American musical romantic comedy film Funny Face. <laughs> trying to not make it as creepy uh because yeah. we've done so many slashes lately and this is a huge turn face like <laughs> switch from horrible 80s slashers to audrey hepburn fred astaire well-intentioned 50s musical yes um <clears throat> truthfully other than having heard that it, that there was a movie called funny face that audrey hepburn was in I've probably seen that photo, mm -hmm. you know, of like just her like facial features. That's probably used as the box cover all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm sure I've seen that before, <laughs> but truthfully did not know anything else about. I'd never really looked into any of it. I didn't know any of the songs from it. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, that 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 funny face song. Like now <laughs> I know it, but I didn't know it before. Did you know anything about it beforehand? I knew just a teeny bit more only because of Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah. oh of course. Because of course, this is referenced in Gilmore Girls. Of course, because it's a classic movie. They yeah. reference every classic movie. But Christopher takes Lorelai on a date. They mm -hmm. mimic a drive in. He has this like nice old car, big white barn, and <laughs> projector is funny face. Ah. The very opening of the credits and her reaction, obviously. So that I had heard a little bit of the opening song uh -huh. previously. And then the end of the movie is when they come back to them. Okay. So, and you, so, so I, you've you knew how it <laughs> ended and how it began. Well, I didn't I didn't <laughs> know. I just I had a vague recollection of like them dancing and then floating away on something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then Lorelai saying that, like, oh, so good. Ignoring the fact that Audrey Hepburn was, like, 20 and Fred Astaire was, like, 80. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with her. Yeah. I'm right there with Lorelai. I, I understand that when you're going back into these movies, these old movies where, you know, lots of... uh Lots of stuff has changed since then, um, mm -hmm. but there is such a huge age disparity there. Yes. 30 years. Yes. He is 30 years older than her. When this, like, because uh, truthfully, again, knew nothing about the story at all. Me neither. Uh, and just looking <laughs> at it on IMDb so we can get that out of the way real quick, because I'm sure I'll forget that too. Uh, <clears throat> an impromptu fashion shoot at a bookstore brings about a new fashion model discovery in The Shop Clerk. What a, like, unwhimsical way to describe a musical. That sounds so, like, <laughs> so bland. That's that, it? Yeah, like, there's no no mention of, like, the love story or the going to Paris yeah, or any like, of that kind of junk. More more of the movie takes place in Paris than in the bookstore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a day in the bookstore. But when once we're introduced to, like, the main players of this story... Uh, which is uh, Dick, Fred Astaire's photographer character mm -hmm. for the fashion magazine 
There's uh, Ms. Prescott, which is Kay Thompson's, like, the, the editor, the one who runs the fashion magazine. Yeah. And then Joe, Audrey Hepburn, who is, like, just the shopkeep at the bookstore. Yeah. Like, when you see these characters together, the only thing that jumps into my mind is, like, oh, these two older mentors are going to take this girl under their wing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. This is supposed to be a romantic love story between these two characters. And I'm like, he is basically her dad. What is going on here? Yeah. Really? Audiences were just like, yup. Cool. Yeah. You know, like a story like this needs to be that story. You know, where they address that and they talk about why they're doing it. And, you know, they they have some sort of discussion about the fact that it's like, you know, I have a daughter your age. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that sort of shit. Like, mm-hmm. like like they did on Friends when Monica was with Richard. Yeah, exactly. Like they, that sort of like if, if it's in there, you can at least understand it. Even if you're like, well, it is kind of just like a lame way to get this like star mm-hmm. <clears throat> to be on your program or in your movie or whatever. Cause that's basically what it is, is that it's like, we want Fred Astaire. Yeah. It's like Fred Astaire's 30 years older than her. Like, yeah, but we want Fred Astaire. He sells tickets. Like, this will be the only chance we get to have Fred Astaire and Audrey Hepburn together in a movie. Yeah, and it's like, why couldn't you write it in a way that doesn't make them love interests? This right. is so strange. Like it and 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 what hurts it too, in my opinion, like watching this, I don't feel anything. Mm-mm. You know, none of the scenes ever portray any kind of actual believable love story. Nope. This feels like, uh, like it's so funny to me that later in the movie, one of the things is like that that girl Joe and that professor that she looks up to, and he's a real creep, and you know that that whole storyline and everything. And I'm like, mm. yeah, but it's almost creepier the other story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like th- this professor is closer to her age. Yeah. They make reference to that. Yeah. Which makes it seem like that's part of the script before you hire Fred Astaire yeah. and, it, and it makes the ages weird, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Cause that, that suddenly it makes sense where it's like, Oh, okay. That's the love story. She meets this professor. They fall in love cause they're closer to the same age. Mm-hmm. And she realizes that this whole thing with this old man is very strange yeah. and just ditches it completely. Right. That's the story. Right. Movie. She, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. She stays in Paris. Yeah. To, like be with him. Totally. Dances like an idiot at the club all night. Yep. Whatever. <laughs> Which was like, in my opinion, the only time she had a funny face in the whole movie. Like Audrey, oh. Audrey Hepburn is gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I always think of it, and I hope like nobody would think it's like infantilizing at all. But I always think adorable. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and not in like, oh, she's such a little kid. Like, no, yeah. this is clearly an adult woman. Yeah, it's just that she's fucking adorable. Like, like I don't know what to like tell Zoe you. Like Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that sort of vibe, uh, just way in the sixties. Yeah, exactly. 50s whatever either way both she kept she kept <laughs> forever so eternal was, yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean like it's the whole thing feels so bizarre to me it really does like the yeah. the storyline the people they cast like the fact that i read about it and that the story and songs and all that stuff are kind of just cobbled together like there's there's an old musical called Funny Face that includes several of the songs from this movie, mm-hmm. but doesn't really follow this movie's plot at all. <laughs> and then there's a few songs in this movie that are not from the musical Funny Face and that they've taken from other musicals. And then there's a few that I think are written specifically for the movie, like the opening one, the Think Pink song that I was okay. like, this is what we're opening with. 
a song about the color pink. Yeah, like, God damn it. So much sing talking about the color pink and how yeah. important it is and everything. And like, I understood it in the moment mm-hmm. watching it at that point where I was like, okay, yeah, there's going to be a bunch of characters. They're all going to have the thing about them. She's obviously the one who's in charge of this. Think pink is her like message to her crew of what she wants the theme to be and all that. So I get it. Even though I think this is all really corny. I've never liked like I've never liked the old uh, the old like we're a bunch of working men singing here in unison. Like, you know, where there's like a bunch of people all like doing a thing in the background and the like lead singers like, oh, call and response back to you. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not on board with that stuff. It is so corny. So like that whole opening sequence was a little like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I I thought it was kind of a lackluster opening song, but I'm like, all right, well, if there's a song about this, then there'll be 15 or so songs in this movie and I'll I'll, I'll get a few that I actually kind of like. And there's like eight. Yep. There's a small number of songs in this. So the fact that that Mm -hmm. concept gets a song, I'm like, really? (laughs) Like, why couldn't we like why couldn't Fred Astaire have the opening song? So we know a little bit more about the photographer character who's going to be falling in love with the other lead character. Yeah, because in the end, truthfully, Prescott means nothing. She barely does anything in the movie. There's there's almost no uh, uh, like confrontation or anything like, you know, they ruin her presentation Mm -hmm. later on in the movie. And I don't remember her even being upset. Like, I don't recall her being like, what have you done? Why would you do this? She's like, oh, well, anyway. Yeah. Like, she's never really upset. She doesn't, you know, like, fucking Joe is late Mm -hmm. to come to do the fashion shit. And she's not even like, you know, I was expecting like Meryl Streep in in Devil Wears Prada of her being like, where is she? You get her here right now. But there's not. Yeah. She's kind of like, nah, it's whatever. We'll find her. Yeah. No, Meryl Streep in Devil Wears Prada is the better musical. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but yeah truthfully though like it it just i didn't i didn't care for that like or not necessarily care for there wasn't just there just wasn't too much to it that character yeah where it was like okay yeah she's in charge and she like sees something in joe which again in terms of casting is like yeah what you're seeing is that she's audrey hepburn <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's absurd to me how often they downplay what she looks like. Right. You know what I mean? And like, like and in, <laughs> in insane ways too. Mm-hmm. Cause like they go to her bookstore, they just burst into this bookstore. Cause they're like, we need a place to shoot our models. They need to look smarter. Mm-hmm. A bookstore looks smart. Cause right. we're brilliant. One of those <laughs> sinister places in Greenwich village. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Sinister. Like because books? because smart people go there to read <laughs> books. Just like anybody who enjoys books goes there to purchase them. Yeah. Like what is sinister about like aren't you a part of like the magazine industry? Like don't you think of yourself as high art? Aren't you one of those people who would go and read books? Like what kind of asshole are you who runs this magazine? Fashion only. Yeah, it seemed it it was kind of stupid that there was this like war class warfare between like i read books and i'm smart like yeah well we're in the high fashion industry and it's like don't you two overlap a lot yeah this isn't like this isn't like the the south versus the north in the civil war with like completely you know (laughs) diametrically opposed viewpoints like you can enjoy fashion magazines 
and books. Yeah, there is a gray area. <laughs> yeah, there's the, that Venn diagram has some overlap in there. Uh, so yeah, that seemed strange to me. <clears throat> but also, I thought it was hilarious how they gussied her down mm-hmm. to be the shopkeep, mm-hmm. which basically just meant like put her in like brown and a frumpy and gray. dress. Yeah, and mm-hmm. even that doesn't work. Nope. She pops on screen and she pops. She's bam right there, movie star. Like, come on. Yeah. There's nothing you could do about this. Hey, Audrey. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and and they, you know, they just burst into her store, start rearranging it willy nilly. L- literally push her out of the way while she's on the ladder. Yeah, and lock her out of the store eventually so that they can take their pictures uh-huh. because they've just decided that this bookstore is the place that they want to take their pictures, and apparently. You don't use permits or any of those kinds of things when you're shooting stuff in those days. Even a, like, telephone, like... Yeah, like a phone call or... Like, hey, could we... Yeah, or, or yeah, even, I was gonna say, or even asking because yeah. they literally just lock in and they're like, right there, put the lights here, get this bitch out of the way, put the fucking model over there. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, it really, it paints them very unlikable. Kind of mm-hmm. right off the bat, I'm like, oh, you entitled pieces of shit. I really, Who do you think you are? <laughs> I really was hoping that Joe was going to, like, go next door, find a phone, and, like, call the police. <laughs> I said they should all be in jail. That like, was my note. Like, they, they, what are you doing? This is illegal yeah she told you it's illegal <laughs> it's like it, i mean there's <laughs> this obviously is is sort of a generalization it's not true for every single musical in the world but there is i mean in this movie there definitely is <clears throat> those like just that weird kind of like uneven magical realism kind of tone where mm-hmm. it's like like it, where it feels like the movie's like, don't take this like it's a serious real world kind of thing. <laughs> like everything's kind of silly. You know, people are breaking out into song and junk. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, it, but then that sort of just leaves you feeling like, okay, well then, well then, what matters? Nothing really matters. Like yeah. it's well, a fantastical, yeah, it's a fantastical <laughs> musical world where you can do whatever you want. I guess. Like, I guess that's the weird thing. They do it, and it's all just in just a scene. Mm-hmm. You know, they just go in and they're just like, anyway, fucking get out of the way, do all this shit. And it's not musical. If it was musical, like you sort of pave over that kind of stuff. If it was a song about like, get the lights, get the things, like do the stuff, make <laughs> it look really good. Like whatever the fuck the song would be. And and they're in the process, like shoving Joe out of the way and like pushing her out of the store or whatever. It might be a little like comedic. Mm-hmm. And you also just buy that it happened because it happened during a musical portion. And those scenes are always kind of weird. Yeah. And everyone like leaves confused. Exactly. Like, and they're like, what, just yeah, what was that? Um, okay. So like, you're like. They're shooting <laughs> photos. And okay. Totally. Like I would buy that, that oh. moment. I'd be mm-hmm. like, all right. Yeah, here we go. But the fact that it's supposed to be in the like regular world between yeah. crazy musical moments just makes them seem like dickheads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then. He stays behind to clean up, which was just like, oh, gee, thanks. Yeah. You know, because like truthfully, what's going to happen is that he's going to grab books and then he's going to turn to her and he's going to be like, where do these ones go? And she's going to be like, they go over there. This would be faster if I just did it myself. Yeah. Because you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Like she had him. I think she says that she had them like arranged specifically, not even just like those are in alphabetical order, but like they were arranged by something I did. Yeah. And there'd be no way for him to know what she did before. So it's like, you're not actually going to help. Yeah. You came in, made the huge mess, acted like a dickhead. And now you're like, oh, maybe I can put some books up on the shelf. And Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, great. And then he kisses her. Yep. I don't even recall the context. 
Like they're just like they're just near each other. She was, and it's about that time. <laughs> she was trying to explain empathy, and it's like how she said it was like putting yourself in the mm. other person's shoes and like <laughs> right. feeling what they were feeling. Right. And so he pulled her over on the ladder and kissed her. She asked him why, and he said, "Because I." was feeling what you were feeling and I thought that you felt like you needed to be kissed. That whole like him <laughs> him explain or him needing to be explained what empathy is? Yeah. Was so baffling. Uh-huh. I was like is are, <laughs> is this the first movie to tackle this subject? Is this a new concept for people? Like did they have to sit here and explain like this is for the dummies in the audience? Like there are people who don't understand this? Yeah, they don't they don't know the the difference between sympathy and empathy? Yeah, like they don't know the definition of empathy and like what it mean like, <laughs> like there's constant like walk a mile in someone's shoes like that is empathy that's what Uh it is that's like in in practice that's what you're talking about yeah so the idea that they have to like dumb it down for this dude like empathy well uh, let me see like what you don't know (laughs) jesus how old are you you're fucking 60 years old you've never learned about empathy what kind of fucking nightmare world did you grow up in (laughs) oh my god like (laughs) that is so strange or is she just an early hippie I mean, obviously, like that's like that super beatnik <laughs> club kind of deal. Like that's what that yeah, that's what that shit was. Uh, <laughs> I called it the idiot club a couple of times because I was like, that's how they're portraying it. Like not how I necessarily feel about it. Because mm-hmm. you know, truthfully, I give way more of a shit about the people who are like sitting around and thinking about stuff and maybe jamming on some music and like doing some cool arty shit mm-hmm. over the like, what should people wear this month? kind of people like i don't really care about that yeah you know like it's i don't know (laughs) i don't know if the movie was like yeah aren't these beatnik fuckers stupid (laughs) you know like look look at this this professor dude's a total creepo scumbag fuck this guy you know like that's what it that's kind of the vibe i was getting Mm -hmm. and i was like "Ah, no i'm not on your side movie i'm not i'm not taking this train with you like (laughs) When they when they do that like glamour shot of Joe when they're in Paris and shit mm-hmm. and they like do the like reveal like she's now a beautiful model kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm looking at her and I'm like, I, she was way more attractive to me when she was doing her idiot dance at the Beatnik Club. Oh yeah. She was so like just cute and funny and like, oh my God, just, like look at her go. Yeah. Like, oh, this <laughs> like that whole sequence, I loved it. Oh truthfully. Oh yeah. For for whatever reason, it's just like the the vibe of it worked for me the fact that it was just her being like silly and mm-hmm. and 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 just her specific like movements and facial expressions and all that kind of stuff it oh felt so the faces it felt so unique you know what i mean like it mm-hmm. felt like it's not something that everybody could do yeah you know like a very improvised very off the cuff <laughs> kind of stuff and in comparison i was bored to tears Watching Fred Astaire dance with that fucking umbrella. Um, you know? Huh. That is such a like old fart musical move. Mm-hmm. Like, let me do the little thing and I toss the umbrella. <laughs> Pick up the head. Yeah, right? And it's like, oh my God, Grandpa. Oh, Absurd. I, I could not care less about that sort of moment. And the whole yeah. thing just felt like it felt like unearned romantic moment because it was like, OK, so there's Fred Astaire dancing down there with the fucking trash can and shit. Mm-hmm. And then you just 
a couple of times during that sequence, you cut up to Audrey Hepburn looking off the like balcony, like, oh, mm-hmm. and you're like, that counts, right? They're yeah. in love. That makes you feel like they're in love, right? Like, no, yeah, <laughs> not even a little bit. Like, it's just some dude dancing in a square. Like, and she's amused. Yeah, she's slightly amused. <laughs> there's, there's no, I, I did not get it. But all the bits about her being less than a model mm-hmm. are so crazy because once they like ruin her shop and leave and then she comes back to, or she goes to them mm-hmm. to like ask them for money because like yeah you broke into the shop and like fuck shit up or whatever like you could... no she brought them the books that they ordered oh and then started reaming them was like no it was like i need 53 for these books that you ordered plus the dollar twenty five or whatever for the cab, which holy shit, dollar twenty five okay. cab ride. Sorry, see, I thought I, I heard that part. I thought she was saying that she needed the money for the books that they wrecked, and then you know, and then no, she, she took the and she took the cab over with. here. I didn't even I don't even remember her with a stack of books. <laughs> God damn it, Mrs. What's her face told her to put to drop the books. <laughs> Mrs. What's her face? <laughs> I don't remember the books. You don't remember her name. Somewhere along the way, we kind of watched this movie. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter, though, because the whole point, though, is that she's in there and they start, like, br- like attacking her and, mm-hmm. like, t- tearing her clothes off and, like, threatening to cut her hair. Yeah. All, all out of nowhere. Coming at her with giant scissors. <laughs> Not even normal hair cutting scissors. Like yeah, like giant... ribbon cutting scissors. Yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't, is, what is happening? Is this a, is this supposed to be comical or like, are you playing this scene straight that they're actually trying to change her like this? Or, I mean, again, it's not done in a musical sequence. They're yeah. just talking and saying what they're going to do. And she's like, what are you doing? Get away from me. Oh, my God. And then she runs off and the fucking uh, Prescott's like, uh, what is it? Bring her in alive? Bring her back here, girls. Alive. Yeah, which is just like so like broad and silly, you know, that they're like hunting this woman through the fucking building. Yeah. Because they like sort of like her look, even though... Prescott at one point calls her that thing from the bookshop. Yeah. I wrote that thing. Audrey Hepburn, Mm -hmm. that thing Mm -hmm. from the bookshop. And I'm just like, I'm not on this ride movie. I don't understand what's happening here. uh, This is so strange. Like this, this lunatic Mrs. Prescott character Mm -hmm. uh, is, is like forcing this movie to happen. Yeah. You know, because like there, she has no, she has no desire to be a a, a model. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the only reason that they even have a picture of her is because they like put her in the picture that they were taking with the model to be like, model looks good. Ugh, look at the shopkeep. Yeah, it was like really okay, but like that was the whole deal. And then they like zoomed in on the face and like, oh look, but her features. Look at it. Oh, she could be great. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was never like, I mean, sh- after he kisses her, she has that song about like, oh, why do I like all this fancy, colorful stuff now? Even though I was wearing green and brown earlier. Yeah. Like, what has happened? I forget what the song was called now, but it's something like that. Like, what the hell happened to me or what? <laughs> something like that? How long has this been going on? Right. <laughs> but that was the vibe I got from that song was like, oh, geez, I never cared about frilly, fashionable colorful things i'm all about drab books and Mm -hmm. (laughs) and all that but like oh this though he kissed me and now i get it 
Yeah. Uh, but then she also still like doesn't want to be a part of it though because she runs. Yeah. <laughs> from them when they chase her. I mean, to be fair, they I, were chasing yeah. her and they were like trying to just like chop her hair yeah, off. Yeah, they were being completely which, unreasonable. <laughs> fuck off chopping a model's hair off. Like unless they're like specifically yeah, like, a like point? short hair. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> like you have more options with long hair, you can put it up. You can do all sorts of downs, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I don't. Get no, no, no. It. Go through every available hairstyle. I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then and when she goes into the the dark room where where Dick is like developing that picture mm-hmm. of her face and all that, and he sings her the funny face song, and in the song says that he loves her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you've met her once where you were terrorizing her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then you like kissed her without, you know, her asking for it or it mm-hmm. seeming like it was even in the mood. Just a really weird yeah. thing to do mm-hmm. uh, that I guess was just deemed romantic back then. It's like, guess, if you kiss it, ladies and when they're not looking, they like it. Like, yeah, <laughs> what? Like, what? No. what is this? This is weird. It's... I don't like that at all. Uh, but yeah, it's super weird. So it's like, I'm, I'm not feeling anything out of these two. There is no spark. <laughs> so then he sings this song about loving her and her funny face, but in a way that is like sort of putting her down. Because mm-hmm. he says at one point, you're no Mona Lisa. I was like, you're no Mona Lisa? Audrey Hepburn, like, no offense, Mona Lisa. Audrey Hepburn is a thousand times more attractive than the Mona Lisa. Agreed. Like, Like, there's just not even a question there. So being like, I mean, you're not bad. And then that's like, that's a big like, oh, look at this love. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, the song itself was was decent. You know, I, I liked it better than the first two. Yeah. But in the end, it was like, all right, so what? So now they're like in love? What's I mean, going on here? She's in pre-love, I guess. <laughs> He's in love, and then he bribes her. He bribes her into the industry with a trip to Paris. Yeah, because she wants to go talk to the professor guy, or at mm-hmm. least you know, see a lecture by the professor who practices this infantilism or whatever it's called, empathicism <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but so yeah, so she's like, okay, I'll go to Paris. I'll do your big fashion thing. Everything seems to go pretty well. That was when she like missed the first day of shooting. Okay, she I was mean, at yeah, the I cafe, so, so she, <laughs> she had some trouble. She technically did something wrong, but again, in the end, it didn't seem like anybody cared. No, Prescott wasn't on her ass. No, even even Dick was just like he came to just yeah. find her, and he's like, you know, you're supposed to be at the thing, and she's like, oh, I'm ever so sorry, and he's like, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, just be there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's like, all it is. It's like just a reminder. Please come to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> that's the entirety of, of her like dressing down mm-hmm. about missing that day of work. Yeah. But like they have their little like uh, tourism song, the Bonjour Paris. Yeah. Which was mm-hmm. just such a musical song that yeah. was like, it's not very memorable. I don't Mm-mm. I don't care too much about what's happening in it because like you kind of you know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, they're here in Paris. They like it a lot. Yep. They're going to sing and dance all over the place. And then by the end of it, like, oh, look, all we're all at the same place. Look at mm. us here. Oh, look at us. Uh-huh. Oh, and this fun stuff. We're all laughing together <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of this like little cafe thing where the people around them are sometimes reacting like they're three lunatics singing a song mm-hmm. and then other times are not reacting to them at all. 
And it's very confusing to like the tone and the style of this musical. It's like, you know, sometimes like when they first get there and those like bellhop guys all do the like, <laughs> we're all here kind of dudes thing again. Yeah. With that shit. Like they're doing it. So it's like this whole world's fucking musical. You walk past us and you're in a goddamn musical. Like, <laughs> let's do this. And then they get there and that cafe is like, yeah, we're not in it, though. We're not part of this. Yeah. We're not going to do it. No, we're <laughs> like, French. Yeah, like we don't have. I mean, no, a bunch of them were super stoked all the time. They kept going like, yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah, and spiking the camera sometimes or whatever. Like, yeah. it didn't matter. Uh, but it was like, all right, OK, so they're in Paris. They like it. That's great now things need to happen mm -hmm. and they kind of it's like that's when she goes to the uh the weirdo club <laughs> yes <clears throat> and her extended art weirdo dance sequence which again like we had said absolutely adorable something i did notice when they're doing all the goddamn long shots of france and like the traffic and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. i was like why don't these french streets have lines what kind of lawless <laughs> wasteland is this <laughs> like holy shit they were showing these like huge like sections of land where people are driving through and there's just they're just going wherever they feel like there were no lines no signals no nothing I no mean, lanes it's just pavement and it's like France go in the 50s I, it's so crazy I just like just yeah. go like, just I get guess. where you're going like look it out took for us, other people in cars <laughs> yeah, like it took us that long to figure out the lines on the road thing like we had cars for that long before we're like fuck we should divide this yeah, up. Some guidelines, maybe. I Designated. don't know. Designated areas. The free-for-all style just really isn't working anymore. It was fine when there was like Yeah, it was fine when there were us. three cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, <clears throat> there's the little sequence. Like we said, they, she's at the weirdo club. He gets mad at her because she didn't show up to the thing or whatever. Mm. And then he kind of like makes fun of her being at that weirdo club, I think. Yeah. Like kind of makes fun of the people there or like what they're doing. I just remember that he walks her home and then she's all like huffy at him and goes inside. And then that's what leads to the like, I'm doing my dance and I'm making you laugh and I'm hoping you like it. That kind of mm -hmm. thing. I don't remember exactly what it was that made her so mad. But it was just so weird that it was like just it was like a, 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 <laughs> a plot thing that was just immediately like, oh, never mind. Yeah. You know, it was like, all right, so they're going to he's going to be mad at her for going here and skipping work. She's going to be mad at him for dismissing the things that she likes. And then, oh, and then he danced and they're fine now. Yeah. Moving on. And then they just go and they shoot photos for the next like 20 minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember when they. Oh, well, I mean, I guess the whole point of it is the like the presentation or whatever. I keep calling it a presentation like it's like it's a business thing, you know, like it's an office yeah. seminar. But like, what is it that they're like that they're doing at the end there with the the set that they wind up ruining? And <laughs> I think it's a, a showcase, it's like a gala or something, whatever it is. But okay. that's really what they're there for. They're just also taking a bunch of pictures because why not? Well, they're photographing the new line right. of clothes that. Everything was like designed and tailored to fit Audrey okay. Hepburn. Okay, and then it was going to be a fashion show, sort of. Yes, she, she that of was this. Yeah, that was the second night. The first night was like her like grand introduction to the world, like her her debut essentially. Right, right. Yeah, all of the photos were taken ahead of time so that once she was debuted and the fashion show happened, Quality Magazine could have the photos yeah, just out run first. It. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I sorry, I just came across one of my notes that was just all capitals. What the fucking shit did you just say? <laughs> For who? When? 
that was actually directed towards Fred Astaire after Joe finally meets up with a professor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dick comes in and like takes her away and like yeah. tells her that he's like scum or whatever. Mm-hmm. He tells Joe to her face. He's about as interested in your intellect as I am. <laughs> Fucking what? Oh, man. How romantic. Right? What a wonderful romantic scene between these two. Like, obviously, it's the moment that, like, breaks them apart because, mm-hmm. you know, she gets all mad and he gets all mad and then he kind of just bails on everything. Yeah. Uh, but, it, yeah, either way, it's like, that's a telling thing right there, Joe. Mm-hmm. Maybe think about that mm-hmm. before you do the old <laughs> turn the new leaf back to him kind of deal at the end of this movie like you're clearly going to do. Yeah, well, and because that's then the fight that carries on on stage mm-hmm. and that ruins, ruins the, the, the debut. And, that. and yeah, yeah, there's yeah. apparently a direct water main line <laughs> hookup for the fountain. I didn't, I didn't quite understand that either. Like, I was like, why? How is there so much water? That was like a a maybe twelve gallon fountain. Yeah. Like, I don't, is it- this isn't. They connected it directly to the to the buildings like through <laughs> a stage. Like that looked like a temporary stage. That yeah, did not like, can we like... build this stage over a toilet so yeah. that we have a, a, a water main to tap directly into? Like knocking out bathrooms for this yeah, fashion yeah, just show. to make sure that your fountain is working correctly. <laughs> Super silly, totally. Um, <clears throat> oh man, this love story. It's so bonkers. Like the 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 whole bit, like you know, they do all of those photos, and that you know, she's at the train station, she's on the stairs, you know, all these things, and then they get to the one where it's like, oh, she's in a wedding dress now, and then she gets all upset because, mm-hmm. oh, because I'm not a bride actually. Like I'm, I wanted yeah, to wear this- a wedding dress on my wedding day. Yeah, or- there's no one waiting for me. Yeah, and then he kisses her again, uh-huh. and it's no less weird. Uh-uh. It still doesn't, you know, like, she doesn't, like, it's not like she, like, oh, like, falls into it and is like, yes, you know, it's again just like, and then he kisses her. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so that's what you feel is the solution to every problem she has. If she if there's mm-hmm. something she's upset about, like, ah, this will shut her up. <laughs> that seems like his vibe. Um, And then they do that, like, dance through the meadow and onto mm-hmm. the little floaty rat thing across that like <laughs> crick or whatever <laughs> whatever it was uh, I, in paris it's probably called something different but like uh <laughs> it's just like okay but like so so they kissed and now they're having this big romantic dance and it's like clearly supposed to feel like a triumphant moment of love mm-hmm. and it's like every single shot i'm like this would be the sweetest story between a young girl and her like older gay mentor mm-hmm. but but instead it's a gross movie about this young woman and this old creepy pervert yeah like it like, just uh like we, does not vibe we wanted sandy b and michael kane yes from but, from Miss Congeniality, totally uh-huh. that vibe. I would have. I feel like that would have made this movie so much better. There doesn't need to be a love story. Yeah, truthfully, right. there doesn't. No. Um, you but, can go to Paris and just do fashion stuff. It's fine. Yeah, like a even, lot of people do it. <laughs> even though I don't agree, like even though I'm on the side of like the weirdo beatnik hippie people, um, <laughs> I would at least understand it. Like I would, I would feel like it would be a more uh, a more complete kind of story if. Like the thing that makes her 
you know, I guess because it feels like in the end, the thing that makes her want to stay in the fashion world and do these fashion things is because she loves him. Mm-hmm. You know, it is. And it would be way cooler if it was the fact that, you know, she comes out here to do this because like, oh, well, I'll do this for them. But truthfully, I'm here to you know take in Paris and do all these other things. And who really cares about this fashion junk? Yeah. And then by the end of it, she learns like, I really care about this fashion junk. Yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. There's like a character changing mm-hmm. over the course of a movie. And instead it's like, I guess I kind of like this, this like fashion yeah. things, but really it's about the deep, beautiful love mm-hmm. between me and this old man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it does mm-hmm. not fly for me. Not so much. <laughs> it was after that because then they do the photo shoot and then the next day is her debut mm-hmm. and she's at the cafe and she's not answering her phone which and was so weird to me i was like her fo- her phone at, oh hotel at, yeah. right cuz i was like this is fucking 50s what are you talking about her phone but yeah okay, it was i i yeah. picked up on that <clears throat> oh they bribed the clerk to get her messages so that they could figure out where she was going mm-hmm. and and i mean this is this is them realizing that she's gone to the professor's what did they call it salon right which like in the end i was like what does that mean are they going back to the weirdo club is that where they're going and it's like oh no it's like his house yeah like his apartment yeah why are you calling it a salon what does that mean his guest house Uh. (laughs) because that's what i thought i was like oh okay duh they're gonna go back to the to the to the weirdo beatnik club makes Mm -hmm. sense and it's like no they're not they're going to his house like oh okay so he has weirdo beatnik parties at his house too okay gotcha (laughs) interesting Oh no! Uh, they go there. They go there the night of the of fashion the debu- show of the, fa- of the like, not of her like debut. What did they do? I mean, the that's day- what that's what uh, that's what confuses me a little bit because I honestly do sort of forget they break up that set and like there's like people there for this event, mm-hmm. and then it's after that that she like disappears and. They have to go and find her, and they go in disguise and all mm-hmm. that kind of junk. And then after that is when Dick bails. Yeah. And then there's another thing that she's getting ready for that she does, and she's like, is he here? And they're like, no, he left. And they have that whole thing at the end. No, they are, she had to keep changing for the fashion show because she was the only model. Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> that <laughs> so seems it, like an oversight. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe brought one other one. Brought like a backup. Yeah. <laughs> Second string. Uh, whatever. <clears throat> um, I I thought it was like relatively funny. Like it was it was a moment that I, I felt could play better <laughs> maybe in a not musical or something but like them going in disguise to the beatnik club mm. or or no again it's not the club they're going no. to his fucking like apartment house thing yeah, whatever his condo. yeah they're going to the fucking condo uh to like infiltrate this beatnik party and find her mm-hmm. and like it's silly and 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 goofy you know and he's got like fake like beatnik facial hair on <laughs> and you know and he's playing like a guitar and all mm-hmm. that so it's like all right, they're having fun with it. I mean, like, it was it was tough that whole goddamn scene. That was to me the like the the real Nate Deer of this movie where it was like this is the musical stuff I need I don't want. Yeah. Don't drag this out. I have wrote all caps. What does this have to do with anything? Yeah. When they're doing their song and dance routine. 
because it was like, okay, I get them coming in here to try to find her. I get them being in disguise because, uh, what, you think the beatniks are going to fucking see how fancy you're dressed? Yeah. And be like, you don't belong and uh-huh. eat you like zombies? I don't understand, really. They're just people. Uh, <laughs> but fine, okay, so you get in your goofy disguises and you infiltrate the club and whatever. And then it was like, what, they they said that they were performers and so they were then forced to perform a song? Was that what was going on in that sequence? I where they're like, who are you folks? And they're like, we're from somewhere, right? And and then Tallahassee. Someone, yeah, and then someone <laughs> pointed out something like they have a song to sing or something. And then they're yeah. like, I guess we have to. You know, and it's like this whole big, long, elaborate fucking thing that is like, all right, so you're not making this up off the top of your head with how, <laughs> how choreographed this is. I mean. Unless we're supposed to think you are because musical magical realism crap. Yeah. Where it's like. Because it's about them needing to get up the stairs. I mean, <laughs> that's literally what the whole song is about. I know. And it's, that's why I that's why it, it drove me up the fucking wall. Right. Whereas like, like all you need to do is go like I was like, OK, so they're doing all of this. I was like, there has to be something to this. Right. They must be like trying to draw someone out or like mm-hmm. or get more information or like there must be a reason for doing this entire routine other than the fact that this has been kind of lackluster in the songs department. Yeah. And they're like <laughs> we need another one. Mm-hmm. So they put this one in there too. But you're like, "Okay, so uh so we sit through this whole thing." Yeah. And they literally end it just like going up the stairs. And then they step up to the doorway and they're like, knock, knock, knock. Is Joe in there? And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe we sat through that. Just for just the whole fucking purpose was go from the bottom of these stairs to Uh the top of those stairs. That Uh was the whole entire thing. Like, like Uh all I can think of in a thing that's like way better, way funnier. And like just such a better thing is that break in city. Now it makes me realize two musicals we've done, Tenacious D. Oh, that's right. But the break in city song, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Where it's like it's over a course of all, you know what I mean? It's like he has to break into this building, so it covers him getting up on the roof and doing all of this and climbing in the vents and blah 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 blah. You know, yeah. and it and it has a story <laughs> in and of itself mm-hmm. that progresses what's happening. But the fact that it's like we need to get to the top of those stairs and a one, two, three, four. Four minutes of singing and dancing, and then now we're at the top of those stairs. Like, oh my god, what a waste of time! I couldn't believe that. Like, you're she's in she's right there. Just be like, hey Joe, right? Which they definitely would have heard that from upstairs. That's something else too. That's one thing I thought was like, is she gonna like recognize their singing and Mm -hmm. like come and see them and watch them do their performance or whatever? It's like, oh no. No. Oh no! This is all just to describe the walk up this flight of stairs. Uh huh. And the urgency of it. Yeah, and how much they need to do it right now. Yeah. And not in three minutes when the song's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, did not oh. enjoy that whole kind oh, of bit. No. <clears throat> um, and of course, like Dick predicted, that professor is a creep mm-hmm. who just wants to get all up on her. Mm-hmm. So she like break. Was it a vase well, or was it a statue? First, there was the whole argument between him and Dick, and Dick tossed that like miniature acoustic guitar <laughs> into his chest, oh, yeah. and he flipped backwards <laughs> over the couch and right. was knocked unconscious. Yeah, because because like, he, he's a weak weenie beatnik guy. Clearly. And Fred Astaire is incredibly tough. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> like, obviously, 
fantastic dancer and all, but yeah, oh like, yeah, he's not really the tough guy. Yeah, uh, so you have to make the like villain even weenier, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that it's like, oh geez, I <laughs> fell over. So it's like they yeah. could have at least gotten like a weenier looking dude. <laughs> yeah, he seemed like, like kind of he was at least big enough that that shouldn't have knocked him over. <laughs> yeah, like he could have like pushed Fred Astaire over. <laughs> yeah, but then it's elder abuse, and then he's in real trouble. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, of course. Uh, If the movie had done a better job of showing us real love, this would possibly be tugging on some heartstrings, but it's really not. But the, like, classic, oh, they're going to be leaving on a plane, Mm -hmm. and we need to get there in time. And then even the, like, fake out of the, like, there it goes. There's the plane. Mm-hmm. He's gone. Which apparently was taking off from the Eiffel Tower. Yes. Like the the plane geography yeah, for this that, movie was awful. Because did you notice when they were coming into Paris, their plane happened to fly by like three or four major monuments? Oh god. Like <laughs> Okay. It's the it, it they take the scenic route. It costs a little extra, but they fly you past every famous spot. I mean, and then land. I guess. <laughs> um, but it's like, oh yeah, of course he's. Oh, he must be gone. But you're like, okay, it's there's a fake out here. Mm-hmm. You know, in my mind, it was just like, okay, so he, what he didn't get on the plane. Yeah. Uh, and so that sequence. That's what I'm wondering. That sequence that they show of him meeting with the professor. Mm-hmm. And the professor's like get gonna get on a plane, right? He's gonna be going back to New York. Yeah. And he sees Dick and like they see each other and he's like, What the heck? And he's like, You're a crazy girl, beat the shit out of me, broke my statue mm-hmm. and all that. Like and, and you know 13 stitches. Yeah, and- <laughs> he describes all of his injuries or whatever, and Fred Astaire gets the absolutely like just lunatic line, <laughs> the like sociopathic line of Professor, I love every broken bone in your body. Like th- just the fact that he was like like, okay, fine. I'll leave you here with this professor you love so much. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh my God, you turned out to be a creep who tried to grope her and she beat you to shit? Oh, I love you. Like, what a weird way to, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you think it'd be like, you fucking piece of garbage. I knew you were garbage. Unless, unless he meant that he loved the broken bones because it was Joe that caused them. I mean, my assumption is that he means I love every broken bone in your body because those broken bones represent the fact that she is not with you mm-hmm. and therefore available for me. That's where that's what it seemed like it was coming from for me. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> a good point. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, you could like at least end that scene with like a button of like, and I hope it really hurts, you piece of shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then let him get and then let him run off. Uh, just get Suck one em. curse word in there. Yeah, right. Like, which rib was it? Bam. Uh, <laughs> and and then, of course, you know, they they meet up and they cry and they mm-hmm. sing uh, that mm-hmm. that final. What was it called? Wonderful, wonderful, marvelous. Yeah, uh, which but was like also the name of the Gilmore's Girls episode. <laughs> makes sense. Totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that I mean, that one apparently is from the show Funny Face, which it's like it's not that it's bad necessarily. It's just like it it's feels fun. like that. It feels like a real hokey musical kind of song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's like we got this gimmick. Mm-hmm. Where we're starting everything with s, like you know, is, but then we're dropping the i, yeah, and it's just a shitload of words uh-huh. with an s at the front, 
And the tune is like kind of lilting, but it's fine, whatever. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole bit here. And it and it teaches us how much they love each other. Like, that's it. There's okay. no like, I mean, it, in the end, because it, it's a lot of just like call and response. Mm -hmm. And he says it and then she, she says it and whatever. Like, there's never a like, I'm going to sing about my love for you. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then I'll reciprocate with a verse of my own kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I never there's never a moment where either of them expresses why. Yeah. <laughs> you know at all yeah just like other they than do. i love your funny face mm -hmm. and that's at the very beginning before they're even really technically in a relationship at all yeah and it so like it's kind of more about like yeah you're really good at you you could be a model look at your funny face mm -hmm. <laughs> uh but like that's like the only moment where they're really like where there's any true reasoning and it's just the funny face. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of it. And then by the end of it, it's just like, oh, everything is wonderful and marvelous and beautiful and all the other words we can think of. That's how great this is. Like, uh -huh. Yeah, but why? Like, it because. Because I danced with an umbrella. Yeah. Did you see me flip it into that trash can? It was amazing. <laughs> she fell in love with me right there. <laughs> like, if she, if she had even mentioned that, maybe I'd accept it. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? If she was just like, I really didn't care. But when you flip that fucking umbrella, dude, oh, oh. you had me. Oh. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. It's uh. it's it's really tough for me. Like, I don't understand musicals well enough to know, like, good from bad. Like, because yeah. to, to me, I'm just watching this and I'm like, I mean, I guess probably people think it's pretty good, right? Like, it's probably well-renowned. Yeah. But, like, to me, it's like, yeah, I can understand it for Audrey Hepburn mm -hmm. and, you know, Fred Astaire as well, like, even though the story is weird and kind of yeah. creepy. If, if the but relationships like, were different. <laughs> God, God, they really just there, needed to. Like, there's potential there. Like, spru something. spruce up the songs or maybe drop them all together. <laughs> and, like, change the story up a little bit. And you've it, got I mean, Miss Congeniality make, make again. A, make... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Miss Congeniality, the musical. How about that? <laughs> it exists somewhere in the world. I'll bet. And what something that I really hated in the Wikipedia page for this movie, the sentence is, as was the case with many of her leading men, Astaire was much older than Hepburn. Oh. It's like, ugh, what a fucking like blight on the, what is, should be a great career yeah. of it being like. And a lot of times it's creepy as shit because they're Poor so Audrey. old, always old. Like, I mean, I, I'm not even going to say that she was like, oh, I was I was being creeped on by all these old men because you know mm. fred astaire is fred fucking astaire yeah i read that she was like oh i would want him to be in the movie and she was like nervous to dance in front of him because he's fred astaire i mean that so, was like, essentially christopher's reaction in gilmore girls because he he was like <laughs> i'm but fred astaire is fred astaire yeah uh but like Still. so yeah working together but it's it's more just like going back and watching it man like i'm sure there's plenty of folks who can just put shit like that aside easily <laughs> or have watched it for so long that they're sort of you know inured to the whole thing mm -hmm. but like watching this shit right now for the first time is just like ugh, movies old movies what is wrong with you yeah what was wrong with you america right. <laughs> like jesus christ like it's just it's it's real telling <laughs> in my opinion like and it's a totally different story than the like you know, 30 year olds playing high schoolers in Greece. Like, no, because yeah. <laughs> they were all within the same bracket. 
This would with be the, like with, if the... with one exception, but she it, she didn't really matter as much. It was fine. <laughs> yeah, but this would be like if Rizzo was dating the principal. You yeah, know? <laughs> like, it'd be really fucked up, and nobody would like that. I mean, she's Rizzo though. She's, <laughs> if any of them would, it would be Rizzo. Probably be Rizzo. <laughs> oh man! But uh, I think that is going to wrap it up for this episode of Popcorn for Dinner. It's a classic movie start to Musicals Month, mm-hmm. uh, which it you know will not remain classic. <laughs> quite so classic. No. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely stoked for you know you you're the one who's kind of putting it together because mm-hmm. obviously this is very outside of my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll find some ones that have uh, some tunes that I can jam to a little bit more because like it's not even a case of like i need my musicals to be like rock and roll yeah because those i find even lamer you know they're like even less authentic like when it's repo like, yeah like we're trying to rock and rock and on the stage and it's like you're not a real rock man you're, Ooh, you're a bunch of theater of kids what are you doing <laughs> yeah like it feels really inauthentic when they do rock but it's like at least do something don't mm-hmm. just be like has this like that's it that's all we got that's the big hit song jesus christ oh give me some uh, anthems give me some tunes we'll get there uh the next two weeks are planned oh geez the last one is still up in the air there's lots of (laughs) options gotta weigh them all out a lot of moving parts yeah there's some some gears turning (laughs) gotta pull all the levers (laughs) get this musical machine going Uh, This is Jeff. And Kelly. I can't hear myself think, and I'm trying to think in French. (laughs) 